Hello and welcome to the Gua Sha Show, helping you get the best results out of Gua Sha and Eastern medicine for the face and the body. I'm your host Clive Whitam, and every week we explore the world of Gua Sha to help you use and understand this great technique with research and stories and guests and useful tips. So let's get straight into this episode and let's have a look at the best facial Gua Sha technique. Hello and welcome to episode three. Now, what we're going to look at is the techniques that you can use with Gua Sha on your face. So at the end of this podcast, you're going to have a very good idea about what kind of techniques are specific to the face and what you should be doing. So let's start with traditional Gua Sha. Now, Gua Sha traditionally has a great deal of slapping, pricking and scraping. Doesn't sound good, does it? It's famous for it and it's what brought it to prominence in East Asia. So if you search for images of Gua Sha, which you probably have, you'll probably see the aftermath of a good strong technique with an image of red lines on someone's back or neck looking like a rather nasty injury. Now the pricking part of Gua Sha has long since fallen by the wayside. It's, you have to go back in the history of Gua Sha to find it. And also the slapping is pretty rare it's actually great uh, and it sounds a lot worse than it actually is but scraping is now what you see in Gua Sha. so scraping when you see these types of videos that uh, are done in china often in chinese hospitals where they treat serious disease is a little misrepresentative about what you're going to do with Gua Sha. I mean, you may be treating serious disease, in which case uh, you would treat like that, but most people don't. Uh, and anyway, comfort isn't one of the overriding concerns for those types of treatments. They want to get you better from illness and not wonder if you like their organic lavender balm. Now, I recall clearly the grimacing on the face of patients when I used to visit uh, different departments in the hospitals in Huangzhou, uh, which is a city a couple of hours south of Shanghai. And they were clearly in a great deal of discomfort. But the bar of discomfort seemed to be a lot higher, so that despite the clear pain, they were physically still. And the only way you knew was by looking at their face, which was almost comical as their features move from one side of their face to the other side of the face as they fought to maintain their calm. Uh, and as soon as the treatment was over, you'd never have imagined that it was the same person. They instantly relaxed and smiled and laughed and chatted as if nothing had just happened. So that kind of treatment that I'm talking about, which was done in the hospitals in Huangzhou, um, that's not really the reality of most people. So technique-wise, uh, in Gua Sha, um, it's actually relative to your goal. This means if you have different goals in the treatment of Gua Sha, you've got to have different techniques. So if you're treating the face, I wouldn't expect you to be doing much scraping and definitely no pricking and slapping. That would be something totally different. So you've got to use other techniques which aren't like those in the body. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But hmm, let me come back to that a bit later on. Well, at least you don't want Shah to appear on the face. That wouldn't be ideal, to put it mildly. It's never actually happened to me, but 
I have given people bruises and this is more for putting needles in people because I'm an acupuncturist and so this is what I also do and um, there's always that feeling that kind of your something drops in your body when you look at uh, someone's face and you've taken out the needles and you can just see uh oh there's one area which is kind of building up in a little mound of uh, internal blood which you think a bruise is going to come there. It doesn't happen very often. It's very, very rare to happen. But of course it does happen. And they've been warned that this might happen. So it's no it's no big deal and it doesn't last that long. But anyway, it's not a good feeling for a practitioner to give someone some kind of mark on the face. So it's very important you don't do it. So if you have a look at what people do with facial washer, there's a big mishmash of techniques and tools and ideas. Um, with little bit rudimentary understanding, if any, about what they're doing and what's happening. But in, in an episode coming later, I'm going to look at the history of the development of facial gua sha. So you can check out that episode because it's absolutely fascinating and you can put everything in context. But anyway, let's come back to techniques on your face. So if it's not scraping, what is it? Now, the obvious choice is a sweeping motion which holds just enough of the soft tissue to cause slight friction, but not enough to produce sha. So this is what I call it. I call it sweeping. I've got no idea if other people use this term or not. All of the techniques I refer to uh, came out of my North African clinic and I just gave them the names that I thought were appropriate. So that's why I have names like wide stroke and narrow stroke and press and circle and vibrate and a few others. Um, and these were all put in my books. And so sweep is one of these terms. But one of the issues that I have is that people think that the sweeping motion, which is usually following the contours of your face across and upwards, is about reshaping the physical structure of the tissue underneath, kind of like sculpting a face. But it isn't that. This is not how it works. There aren't two types of gua sha, one for your face and one for your body. There's only one type of gua sha. It's the same principles which underlie all treatments anywhere on the body for any reason. And it's about the optimization of blood circulation in the tissue bed and allowing space so that the body can perform its function at the maximum capacity possible. So this is how studies show that gua sha can reduce inflammation and cause an immune response. So in the face, you're doing the same thing, but you're just changing the style of doing it. So along with sweep, we can add in other techniques like press and circle. And these are particularly effective when we incorporate the knowledge of points with gua sha. Now points or acupoints, but in terms of gua sha, these are more zones or areas. And these are tried and tested areas which have a deeper impact on the internal working of the body than the tissue around it. And they're used uh, a lot in, of course, in acupuncture and they're used a lot in acupressure and shiatsu and other treatments that you might get. And they're a fundamental part of East Asian medicine. 
but they're often presented simplistically with this point does this and that point does this and often um, I often see um, people asking questions saying what point is good for this uh, and I'm thinking ah well they haven't quite understood Chinese medicine if you're asking what does this point do because you have to understand how the body works but in terms of uh, facial washer it's fine to think uh, in, on a more simplistic level uh, because it's going to work in the same way but just so you know that these areas are far more than just points that are supposed to do a list of things so pressing is a technique which is very useful and actually feels great so let's just try some of them now how about let's start with an area called yu yao uh, the translation of yu yao is fish waste and a lot of the names in chinese medicine of these areas zones or points have got instructions about exactly where they are so fish waste is is telling us you're going to go to the certain area of the fish so the fish being your eyebrow so uh, let's press that so look straight ahead and find the middle of your eyebrow above where your pupil is looking so you've got to do this in a mirror by the way um, and um, so it's directly above where your pupil is if you if you look straight ahead but it is in the eyebrow so okay so press it so if you have a tool press it with a tool uh, if you don't press it with your um, knuckle or press it with your finger or thumb so right I'm going to do that now with you and I'm actually using the back of my spoon because that's a really comfortable way of pressing points so not not the front part of the spoon but the back the bit the rounder part of the spoon okay so I'm doing that now okay wow um, it feels somewhere in the middle of pleasure and pain uh, and when I take it off okay uh, I still feel the pressure in that area and this is quite normal it actually feels really good actually now it feels like mm, I've done something um, and my body is kind of working out is that a good thing or not I'm not sure but I know it is if you put your tool back there um, and let's let's do the circle technique so um, keep it in that one place but then rotate your hand a little bit so there's some kind of slight movement but the tool is in the same place um, and that will also affect the area so that's the circle technique and the pressing technique now uh, this area where you're pressing of yu-yao is actually the area of the supercilium muscles it's the depressor supercilium and the corrugator supercilium um, which they're controlling this area of your upper eye and it's also where the big forehead frontalis muscle attaches it's usually really really tense in this area um, and the actual point you yell is traditionally used to affect the whole eye area okay let's try another one let's come down uh, to your cheek to great crevice now this has got a great name uh, and remember the names tell us exactly where they are it's a great crevice um, it's also known as stomach three so keep your eyes looking straight forward exactly like you were doing before but this time follow the line coming down from the pupil to below the cheekbone feel where the cheekbone is and come below the cheekbone remember great crevice crevice being the big uh, hole which is beneath your cheekbone this is actually also the in an area which is on a line roughly from the bottom of your nose so it's pretty easy to find uh, 
So, okay, you've got that. So do the same thing. Get your toe, get your, uh, get your knuckle, put your finger and push there. Okay, so I'm pushing right now. And oh, wow, that feels pretty weird. Again, it's kind of a nice discomfort. And my body's kind of working out whether it is good or not but again it's really good and and when I take off the tool the pressure is still there try now with the circling the point do the same thing press the tool and move your hand a little bit so that there's, there's a slight movement going on there so underneath there is the zygomatic muscles um, and they hold a lot of tension this is why it's feeling so good so that's the pressing and the circling technique and if you're not using these areas on the face in your treatment, either self-treatment on yourself or treatment professionally on someone else, then you're missing something really big. And these points or areas are connected with a bunch of other points and areas. And string these together and these are actually the channels. So if you're just happily sweeping away on your face and you don't know where the face channels are, what you're missing is basically gua sha. You're doing a face treatment, but it isn't gua sha. There's a fundamental understanding about how your face is working based on these principles. And that's gua sha. And then if we throw another layer on top of the points and the channels and we look at the musculotendino connections, this is also called the sinew channels. And this means that I know that the point we did on the eyebrows called Yu Yao, I know it affects the depressor and corrugated supercilia muscles. And I know that those muscles are directly connected to the frontalis muscle which connects with the galea aponeurotica, which is the membrane that goes over your head, which is directly connected to the occipitalis at the back of your head. And then that connects with the neutral fascia going down your neck, and there are various muscles involved in that, and then coming to the interspinal muscles down, down next to your spine, and then into the glute muscles at your buttocks which then connect with the hamstrings at your thigh and then down through the calf muscles all the way down to your foot to your little toe so then if you know that all of these have a facial connection so fascia not face facial connection based on a specific movement in the body then that opens up a face treatment and the techniques that you're going to use so I can use wise stroke technique, which is the typical technique of scraping with the long side of the tool. And I can scrape harder, for example, at the occipitalis at the back of your head, knowing that this will treat the frontalis muscle, the supercilia muscles and the procerus muscle, which is at the front in between your eyebrows. So if you were doing a beauty treatment on the forehead and your goal was to make changes in this area perhaps you're trying to prevent worry lines or frown lines then your technique wouldn't be sweeping it will be scraping and that will be the same for the neck and the shoulders and the upper back and the variety of other areas that you might want to treat so remember if you don't do those so if you don't do these areas which are going to affect the face then it isn't gua sha.
it's something relaxing, it's something very, very nice. And it may be inspired by Gua Sha. It may be based on Gua Sha. But it's not Gua Sha. So, in summary, the best techniques for the face are when actually treating on the face the gentle movements like sweeping and pressing and circling but when off the face scraping with the knowledge of gua sha there's so much you can do uh, which is not actually on the face which will affect the face that this is so 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 important to include in any facial treatment so if you haven't got any of my books yet then uh, this kind of information you'll find in my facial washer book which you can find in bookstores but it's also on cliveweaton.com and come come over to the Komorebi Institute and have a look at ways which would try and show people how to learn this kind of information it's a lot of fun uh, it opens your mind and it can really really affect how you treat people and the results you get so until the next episode I'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can check out the show notes at clivewhittam.com slash show. You'll also find loads of free videos and information. And if you need more help with Guasha, definitely check out my online courses at the Komorebi Institute. I'll include the link in the show notes too. Talk to you soon.